Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. And holy shit, so, so much has happened in the BTS world just within the past week since we last recorded. Yeah, so, so much has happened. <laughs> come back. <laughs> come, I mean, everything was come back. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do today is... We are going to go through and give you guys a, just a comeback timeline. And what I did is I went into Big Hit's Twitter. I went into BTS's Twitter. I was on YouTube and I was on Live, And I kind of lined up everything in chronological order as it happened so that you guys can just kind of organize, come back in your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think this is good also because BTS pretty much keeps a similar schedule and a similar way of doing things every comeback. So when you know what happened completely in this comeback, you'll really know what to look for if you want to go back and learn about the comeback for other eras or, you know, what uh-huh. to what to know from here on out. Oh, yeah. What to expect for their comeback for Love Yourself, Wonder. Or, or Answer, whatever it is. Or Answer, whichever one comes next. Yeah. We have no idea. Um, so this We're not going to even pretend like we know. <laughs> no, we have no idea. So um, this is just to kind of get everybody caught up on the same page, help you organize your thoughts before we get into Festa, which is just going to be so much. Yeah, so, so um, much. I feel like we've had so much BTS content coming at us that it was. I really had to sit down and do this research so that even I could get everything straightened out. Yeah, just organize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I'm going to be talking a lot this episode and yeah. Bethany is going to be here to balance out, but this was very research heavy and I, I super get into the, these types of timeline things. So, yeah. and I was doing my take hook stuff, so it just kind of worked out. Yeah. Take hook coming tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Comeback started with the release of the date of the album coming out. Yeah, so April 16th was actually when they announced the album release date, which is May 18th. Right. So that was officially the day that Comeback was starting. Um, BTS's Twitter theme changed, and uh-huh. RM later tweeted that day, um, saying May is coming with two smiley faces and two pictures attached. Mm-hmm. So then the next day on April 17th, Billboard announced via Twitter the nominees for Top Social Artist, mm-hmm. which of course included BTS. Obviously. And then 
Immediately, the next day on April 18th, BTS tweeted that they were honored to be nominated again and to not miss it, quotes, live on NBC. Oh, and people were freaking out yeah. about this. Yeah. What does that mean, live on NBC? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then, after all the freak out, a few days later on April 24th, it was announced that BTS would be performing at the BBMAs, which is a huge fucking deal because it's the first K-pop group to make a debut of a new song at an awards ceremony. Yeah, it's never been done before. Yeah. So mm-hmm. other other just this is an article, uh, an excerpt from an article that Big Hit tweeted that day, and it's from Naver TV. And I'm just going to quote it. It says, If you list only the names of singers who performed their first performance with a new song at a large awards ceremony, you can guess what this stage means. Justin Timberlake's Mirrors, released on February 2013, debuted at the Brit Awards. Taylor Swift first introduced Shake It Off at the MTV um, Music Video Awards in 2014, which brought fans from around the world and global attention. The Mm -hmm. first performance of Ariana Grande's Problem was at the 2014 Radio Music Disney Awards. And the first stage of Adele's Hello, which swept through the year 2015, was the stage for the biggest music awards ceremony in France, the NRJ Music Awards. So basically, this excerpt is just saying look at all of these big names and Uh hugely wildly popular songs and these were songs that were first performed for the first time at a big like western awards show basically yeah so they're basically saying like this is a big deal this is going to be a big song this is going to be one of BTS's biggest moments in, like, their career. Yeah. What the article goes on to say is what the BBMA's stage proves, the BBMA's new song of the Bulletproof Boys proves one fact. The unfamiliar new song of BTS is hot enough to overwhelm their familiar hits. It is true that the level of interest and enthusiasm for them is so hot that the worldwide popular music awards ceremony will be given to the Bulletproof Boy Scouts at the stage as a surprise event. And this type of stage is only allowed for the best pop star. Goodness. It's making me excited all over again. I know. It already happened. <laughs> like, I'm excited for it, but it yeah, happened because already. Because it's such... I feel like we need to give it this moment to really talk about how much of a big deal it was. Uh, the article goes on to say, in addition, it can be explained that BTS are convinced of the worldwide success of the new song in the pop market, such as Billboard. So BTS was about to debut this new song, and they knew that it was you know, going to be this big hit. Oh, absolutely. No pun intended. Uh, (laughs) Big hit. That is amazing. Like, I just love that because it really just sums up, like, how big of a deal this is. Like, not only is it just, like, the first K-pop group that's ever had a comeback and performed their first performance for their new hit in America, Mm -hmm. but also it's just, like, this stage is so much more than that. Like, this is going to be more successful than previous BTS songs and previous BTS albums. Like, it's just really building the hype of it. 
And this was still, I mean, like I said, this was still all the way back on April 24th. So almost a full month away from the BBMA's performance on May 20th. So the anticipation was already so huge. Yeah, yeah. So a few days after this article on April 26th, the world tour dates were announced. Yes, that was a big deal. That was a big day. Big day. Yes. So then on May 3rd, the notes were released on Big Hit's Twitter. So these like notes that keep reoccurring, that just keep adding to all the insane theories going on. Mm -hmm. So here's a translation of Jungkook's note. So it says, May 22nd, year 22. Mm -hmm. And the translation is, I thought my body was floating, but all of a sudden it was the hard floor. I couldn't feel anything for a while. My body was so unbearably heavy that I couldn't even lift my eyelids. I couldn't swallow or breathe as I lost consciousness. My surroundings gradually faded away. Then, as if startled by something, my body shook violently. Amidst unlocated pain and thirst, I unknowingly opened my eyes. There was a glimmer beyond my field of vision, which felt coarse or if it was full of sand. Mm. I thought it was a light, but it wasn't. It was bright large and blurry. It couldn't move and was suspended in the air as I looked at it for a long time. I slowly took on a definite shape. It was the moon. The world was upside down as if I had tilted my head back. The moon of that world was hung upside down as well. I tried to cough in order to breathe, but I couldn't move. Then the cold air came. I was scared. I moved my lips, but no words came out. I didn't close my eyes, but it slowly became darker. Within my receding awareness, someone spoke to me. Even though living must be more painful than death, do you still want to live? Love yourself (laughs) here. Goodness. Yeah. So that was like this really deep shit that is leading into this love yourself tear era. Uh Yeah. Yes. So... Then, of course, a beautiful day. A beautiful day. A wonderful day. day. A wonderful day. (laughs) May 8th, or no, sorry, May 6th, Singularity was released on YouTube and on VLive. I'll never forget coming home from that canoeing trip (laughs) ever. (laughs) And just listening to Singularity the entire drive home. The entire drive home. Mm -hmm. So then on May 8th, Mm -hmm. tier concept photos for the version O retweeted by Big Hit. Mm -hmm. So those are the black and white photos. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so good. And like V has that leopard print on and just mm, Mm. and like he also has that fringe. Yes. Yes. Later that day. They all look amazing. Yeah, they they do. (laughs) Later that day, Big Hit also tweeted the concept photos for R. And these are the denim ones. And uh, I yes. had I had that picture of Jimin just by himself where his like hip bone is showing in, oh in the denim God. as the background on my phone for a while. Now it mm-hmm. is Cook and Namen um, after yeah. after some, um, I think maybe after the BBMAs, but being so cute. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, so that those two concepts, O and R, were tweeted on the 8th. And then Mm -hmm. on May 10th, Big Hit tweeted the concept photos for version Y and version U. And the Y ones are the desert ones. Oh, my God. Just everything about those are so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. J-Hope in the desert ones. Oh, my God. No, Jimin in the desert ones. Uh, Jimin looks really good, too. They all look amazing. (laughs) Yeah. They all look so good. Honestly, I was thinking about this era today because I was doing research for this episode. And I was like... 
in the past, we've been able to be like, oh, Dark and Wild, that's so Jimin's era. Oh, Boy in Love, that's Young's fucking era. But I feel like this era is all of theirs eras. Like They're all so good during this. Amazing. It's really hard to think that one had, like has superior over this era. Like, no, yeah, they're all shining do. just as brightly as the other. Yeah. So between May 10th and May 12th, BTS from the BTS Twitter account, um, a, a bunch of them tweeted selfies from the sets of the concept photos. Mm-hmm. And then on May 13th, Big Hit tweeted the Love Yourself tier tracklist. So we got to look and see what the titles of the songs were for the upcoming album. Oh, yeah. The anticipation was really building at that time because we were only uh, five days away and we finally, like, it was confirmed that Fake Love was the name of the hit track. Like, you know, had Ar- Twitter Army had been saying. Yeah, I remember the rumor saying, like, oh, Fake Love is their hit track. And I'm just like, where are people <laughs> finding this? How do I not know where they're getting it from? Uh, and then they, re- they released the tier tracklist and it was like all right fake love right there it is right so then on may 14th on my birthday yes on your birthday the fake love official teaser one was released Mm -hmm. and this is the episode where i could not help but to talk about it yeah because this teaser is insanely good yeah so we found out in an article from Naver, is it Naver? I don't know. I say Naver because I'm a Midwestern Naver? bitch. Yeah. Naver. Naver. <laughs> I like Naver. Yeah, it me probably too. is. Who knows? Who knows? But anyways, not me. From there, we found out that the background music during the trailer was "Waltz of the Farewell" mm-hmm. by Chopin. Mm-hmm. And I and love this because I just wanted to Google who Chopin was. So. Frederick Francois Chopin was a Polish composer and a virtuoso pianist of the Romantic era who wrote primarily for solo piano. And people would go fucking insane for his concerts and for like to go to his like solo performances. Hmm. And I just think I love that BTS and Big Hit used like his music as the background for the trailer because um the name of the song waltz of the farewell i feel like really feeds into the feeling and the vibe that the trailer was supposed to have um but also i just think we stand intellectuals oh absolutely (laughs) we stand intellectuals intellectuals yeah so bts arrived in la on this day and i love this because this is where taekook had some amazing airport photos oh my god yes (laughs) so i'll never forget it no um okay so then two days later so we have basically two days of silence from bts and big hit fake love was official teaser two was released on may 16th and then of course on the 18th the long-awaited day finally finally the album dropped and the fake love official music video was released ah yes one of their best albums for sure seriously their best album yeah really Um, (laughs) so then on may 19th on v live bts posted a comeback preview show in which all of the bts members sat around just kind of talking about the album and the photo shoots and answering questions slash kind of giving their thoughts and Mm -hmm, they recorded this like in la where they were staying Yeah. yeah and actually i have not watched this like i can't i don't know why i haven't watched it i really need to yeah uh it's, it's on v live it's really good so. it's not super 
um, necessary for you to like watch it to know what's going on. But it is kind of cool to get a little bit of background feelings from the members. But obviously, because it's a V Live, I feel like some of it might be kind of like scripted anyways. Um, okay, yeah. But uh, I, it, it's good to watch and to kind yeah. of get that background info. Yeah. I'll probably watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, you're busy. But anyways, <laughs> so those five days between the 14th and the 19th, BTS did a ton of press mm-hmm. and a ton of interviews. Yes. So all of our YouTube pages were full of series of short and interactive interviews. Yeah. Overall, I feel like most of the questions in the interviews were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we had this time around with them in the States, we had more journalists and interviewers who were asking real questions instead mm-hmm. of like dumbass questions like, Absolutely. Who, who's your girlfriend? Does ARMY ever hurt you? Which is basically what Ellen did this time. It was so annoying. It was annoying. So I feel like America had to redeem themselves. I think a lot of the people who interviewed BTS heard a lot from ARMY mm-hmm. during the AMAs. Yeah. They were like, how could you ask such stupid ta- tasteless questions? questions? And yeah. yeah treating and them so like some I sort think- of sideshow act instead of like real artists because they're yes. not from the West. Yeah. You know, so I definitely think that they were aware of that, and all of them were like, "Okay, these guys are really good artists, and they really deserve some good questions, and we need to get our shit together." And so I do think that this time around, the questions were a lot better, except for the Ellen. Like they yeah. were barely even on Ellen. I like know. it was the last what maybe even ten minutes, not even. Yeah, their actual interview with her was like three and a half minutes long and they did perform two songs on ellen but she seemed i don't she seemed kind of patronizing this time whereas the last time that she interviewed them it was amazing like we were like yes ellen you did such a good job but this time she pretty much asked the same questions and in like a shortened version like yeah it it wasn't the same type of feeling so i don't i don't know if they just had a really busy filming schedule and they were just like let's fit you in Mm -hmm. obviously any exposure on tv is a huge deal and like we're super grateful that like they were able to be on ellen because who watches ellen like people who are staying at home in the middle of the day who can watch it so like getting the people who watch ellen knowing about bts is pretty cool but i just was not a fan of her questions this time no i wasn't either but i do think that ellen is kind of one of the more anticipated interviews Mm -hmm. so for it to have not gone very well and for it to be so short and just like the questions were the same and very familiar to what the last one was it was disappointing. Yeah, just disappointing. Not not yeah. bad, not terrible, nothing offensive, but definitely disappointing. Yeah. Anyways. So let's go ahead and go on to May 20th, the Billboard Music Awards. So BTS arrived in the early evening to the red carpet. They mm-hmm. posed for the cameras. They did some red carpet interviews, and they took pictures with other celebrities. Of course. And so on this night, and I will never forget this, I was actually driving back from Kansas City because we had just recorded our uh, tier episode, our tier review episode. And so I was driving back to St. Louis, and (laughs) I remember thinking that it started at like 8 o'clock or something, but Mm -hmm. I guess it started at 7. Yeah. And so I was like 
getting text messages while I was driving. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like missing it. Like it's, it hasn't been on very long. So I was super anxious and like flustered. And so when I got home to watch the Billboard Music Awards, just like seeing them sitting in like the front row and just being shown briefly on screen, like my heart rate, I swear was like 150. My body was like shaking. I was so excited and I couldn't really understand why I felt this way. But it's like, this was such a pivotal moment for BTS. And I think, like, my subconscious knew that. And that's why I was so, like, hyped up and shaking and, oh, yeah. It was a big fucking moment. I mean... A huge moment. These awards shows are very political. It takes a really good publicist to get you sitting somewhere in the front so the camera can see you and so that you can interact with all the people who are winning because that's really what I saw the whole time I was watching. BTS was sitting right in the front. The camera, you know, anytime the camera was on them, the whole fucking um, room would just light up with screams and of like excitement and anticipation Mm -hmm. every all all of these western celebrities could not take their eyes off of bts they're all it was so funny seeing this entire section of people sitting like on like stage left with their Uh with their heads just (laughs) turned to the right and they're they're, yeah yeah, their necks are craning trying to look over the people in front of them to see who all this hype is about like Uh i mean these big if you didn't know if you didn't know who bts was they definitely know who bts is now yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah of course, that night, they won Top Social Artist with a voting percentage of, like, 94%. Like, a ridiculous amount. <laughs> I think that, like, other people in the category had, like, 3% and 1% of votes. Yeah. Um, go ARMY. Yeah, go ARMY. I mean, Twitter... Army runs Twitter, like... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, make, we, make, we make stuff trend worldwide daily and it's like not even a thing <laughs> it's not even like a big deal like we're just making shit trend yeah. like bonton with beards like oh what? my god i don't even know if that trended but <laughs> it probably did somewhere anyways they performed fake love for the first time they were the second to last performance they came after fucking janet jackson which i think is a huge deal because in an award ceremony to come after somebody like that yeah means like that's more like they were more anticipated than the fucking icon that is janet jackson Uh and i just think that speaks volumes and her performance was amazing i was blown away yeah it was really great Of course, everybody in there, the energy was just filling the room because people could not wait for BTS. Mm -hmm. Well, it was anticipated the whole night. Like, ARMY was very prevalent. We were were loud. We were representing our boys. Obnoxiously. (laughs) Obnoxiously. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm sure it was very difficult for the producers of the show. But I just remember I pretty much rewatched that performance three times in a row and then i didn't even finish the bbmas after that like i didn't watch salt and peppa i just like kept going back and rewatching. yeah because mm-hmm. the performance just blew me away and just being able to see um a lot of people had a lot of feelings about how much they showed army during like in the fans during the performance instead of showing bts on stage because like during other performances the camera was glued to the stage like during ariana grande during janet jackson during sean mendez like 
no no crowd showing at all but then during bts they showed the crowd a lot and everybody was like we just want to see the fucking choreography yeah but bts wanted it that way you know like they were really happy that people were being that like their fans were being shown because it kind of shows everybody watching in america that bts is a big deal like yeah people are affected by them and do react this way to them and it is kind of this like beatles mania type thing oh absolutely that is super impactful and is very cross-cultural and a global impact um so that that didn't really bother me during the performance, especially because I knew that we would get dance practices and all of that. My favorite part while watching this, because I, of course, was all about what is the full choreography. Like that, I think, was what a lot of armies were thinking. We mm-hmm. just want to see the full choreo- the full choreography. And then also, I think a lot of people were waiting to see Jungkook's abs yes. <laughs> like, on stage, which that boy flexed. Holy shit. I mean, he brought his shirt all the way up. Like nipple, nipple. slip. We saw his nipple. Absolutely. He lifted that shirt and he really, really like flexed his abs. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But anyways, I, the part that I really liked was where they all line up and Yoongi is rapping and as Yoongi's walking, they, like, all kind of hit each other. They're, like, fighting each other, kind of. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, dodging each other's um, arms and whatnot. And it just, that part is what stuck out to me the most. Like, I immediately, when I re-round it, that was the part I went to. And I remember texting you, like, did you see them all fight each other? Like, did you see that part? Like, I just was... I was so blown away by it. <laughs> I didn't notice that because what I noticed about that part was Yoongi starting to rap and immediately everyone in the freaking auditorium screaming like you could you could barely hear him at all because ARMY was going insane for his verse. Like, oh, yeah. so, so, so much love for Yoongi. So, so deserving mm-hmm. of that. He is brilliant so that's what i noticed was like the screams just drowning out everything like almost even the music oh no i see i really saw namjoon just grab jungkook's shirt i was like (laughs) what is happening (laughs) uh yeah but it was such a phenomenal performance and like honestly their live vocals oh my goodness i was blown away i was blown away by every single one of them like rm was so strong Mm -hmm. and jen like really uh, Jin for like having as much of a dance part as he has and for having such big lines and fake love like really just a phenomenal job they all they all seemed to me like at the very beginning where Taeyong starts I saw like the fan cams of it Taeyong looks so nervous yeah and I just think that they were all really, really nervous for this. Because, I mean, they had ARMY cheering them on the whole night. And this is the first time that, like, they're having a comeback in America. And everyone is like, who are they? Can you imagine how nerve-wracking that was? Uh, yeah, oh. super scary. But they, yeah. they did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. So incredible. Blew us away. And then, of course... To celebrate, what did they do? They went straight home, back to their their hotel, and they started a V-Live. Of course. Mm-hmm. Our, our humble boys coming Absolutely. back coming back to ARMY, knowing that it's BTS and ARMY together supporting each other that makes all of this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did their V-Live, which is actually when Young mentioned that he thought it was really cool how much they showed the fans. Mm-hmm. Um 
and we just got to kind of hang out with them while they celebrated with champagne. Also, there was a Vmon moment. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We had recorded our Vmon episode prior to this, but RM was actually holding the, the camera and V took it from him and was like, sit down. <laughs> yeah. With that, I mean, V just noticed that RM had been holding the camera for a while. And uh-huh. so he was like, let me take on this responsibility. You go sit down and relax. And they just yeah. he just kind of did it without really saying anything, doing anything. Yeah. But it was just kind of one of those like easy interactions for them. Mm-hmm. Love them. Okay. So also on May 20th, Bangtan TV on YouTube posted the behind the scene video for their photo shoot. And then four days later on May 24th, Big Hit tweeted that the Mnet comeback show was going to be at 8.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. So that day. Um, And according to an article from Naver, during the first week of the album being released, so between May 18th to May 24th, all that time they were like in the States. They were just getting back to Korea after the BBMAs. In that whole first week, BTS sold 1,003,524 units of Love Yourself tier. Phew. Goodness. That does not even include the pre-sales, which exceeded 1.5 million prior to release on May 18th. Oh my god, pre-sale? 1.5 million. Yeah. So already within the first week of Love Yourself tier being released, over 3 million copies, downloads, whatever of the album had been bought. That's insane. Yeah. It ranked number one on iTunes charts in 65 countries. (laughs) And within that first week, it reached a global top 200 chart on Spotify. Wow. That's insane. Fucking insane. I mean, you cannot deny how huge they are. Like, to be number one on iTunes in 65 countries, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, like, wrap it around my head. Like, it's just so much. It's, it's hard so to take surreal. it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's Adele numbers. That's Beyonce numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, these huge global stars that have been around forever. Like, mm-hmm. that's, their, that's the numbers that they're making. Yeah. So... That's just, I mean, insane. So the BTS comeback show on Mnet was on May 24th. Mm-hmm. And so they did a four-minute long V-Live, like a pre-comeback show, which mm-hmm. they've done before. Yeah. Uh, but then they performed and posted videos for Airplane Part 2, Fake Love, and Anpan Man. And that can be found on Bantan TV if you specifically search for it. But you can also find it on Mnet's YouTube page. Yeah. For some reason, if you're on Bantan TV and you're like scrolling through recent videos, you can't find it. But if you just search on that page, it will come up. Yeah. 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 So we're going to talk about these comeback performances kind of all together. But really, BTS has like a million comeback performances like a ton so like, like they might even have so more many. after we record this that we don't even yeah um so basically that the mnet was the official comeback show and then bts took part in a bunch of tv shows in like the couple weeks after that and their performances during this time on the tv shows are known as comeback stages because it's their first time performing these new songs in this setting yeah so i'm just going to run through a list of these shows because it's a lot and it seems like they're still kind of going on yeah okay 
And this is also if you are on Twitter or something and you see trending like hashtag fake love first win or fucking sixth win or whatever, this is where they come from. So the first like comeback TV show that they took part in is from um, the KBS station and they have a show called Music Bank. So on May 25th, BTS was on this show and Fake Love was up against G Friends Time for the Moon Night. And um, of course, BTS's first they won the show. They got like a little trophy there. I don't I don't really know how these shows work, like if they're fan voted or like audience voted or whatever. Yeah. Um but they they had their first win with fake love right then. Mm-hmm. And then the next day on May twenty fifth, um that was they the were same on an, day, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, same day. Same day, May twenty fifth. They were also on an NBC show. This just I mean, they these shows must be recorded and they're airing on these days. Mm-hmm. Um the show is called Music Core. BTS again won first place on the show with fake love against other K pop idols and they earned another trophy for that. So this is fake love's second win. For this one, I think kind of the finalists were G Friend twice and BTS. Yeah. So then the following day on May 26th, Bangtan TV uploads their recording camera angle of the BBMAs. So that's when everybody gets to finally see like the full fake love choreography for the first time without seeing any of the audience. Mm-hmm. Unless you searched for the fan cams. Which we all did. We all did. We needed it. <laughs> yeah. We needed that close up of Jungkook's abs. Like Jungkook's right abs there. for sure. Zoom in. We needed <laughs> we needed the J Hope Jungkook like pointing finger moment also. Oh, absolutely. We needed the whole thing. Let's be real. <laughs> so on the twenty seventh, BTS was on an SBS show called Inky Gayo. And again, they won with Fake Love, making it Fake Love's third win. On May 30th, BTS was on another NBC show called Show Champion. And this is where BTS won their fourth trophy. This is Fake Love's fourth win. And guys, they weren't even able to attend this show. In the Soompi article that I read about it, it says, BTS was unable to attend to accept this award, so they sent a video message. Like, they weren't even here, they weren't even there to compete on the show against the other people who were competing for this award, and they still won. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) I know. It's just like, I almost feel like all these awards are kind kind of meaningless, because it's literally just like, they win eight times on these awards, uh, on these, like, different TV shows. And so then they're on May 31st they're on M Showdown and it's Fake Love's fifth win and this is the comeback stage where Jimin is wearing that like half bondage half suit jacket thing mm-hmm. oh and yeah really oh yeah like fuck when and I really, saw that like, I was like what is he wearing <laughs> what is it <laughs> and Jungkook has like it looks like a normal suit jacket in the front but the whole back is gone and it's just like bondage straps oh yeah like, all bondage all of them are wearing like leather bondage something in some way it's an amazing stage oh goodness and then on june 1st it's fake love's sixth win on another tv show they're back on kbs music bank again i don't know why they're on the same show like a few days later but they were again and they won with fake love again and then (laughs) on june 1st i don't think any of us were expecting this no none of us were expecting this this was this was insane, and I just got mad. Like, 
I just got mad again because <laughs> there's these theories, these damn theories, like, stop it. So on June 1st, <laughs> um, Big Hit released on YouTube and on Live a fake love extended version music video, which also the song in it is a rock cover song. It's a rock song. cover. Like, It's what? fucking amazing. It's amazing. It really is. But man, you just weren't expecting it. No. And there's, there's like, a ton of little clips. Yeah, there's tons of little clips. You just get a better, well, I wouldn't say a better idea of the story. We're still kind of clueless. But, like, all those theories that were made about the fake love extended, I mean, like, fake love, the music video, just kind of, like, Mm -hmm. just out the window. Because now they release this extended version. You're like, oh, but this is happening, and that's happening, and then the ending, and just, yeah, stresses me out. I don't know what's happening. No one knows. It gives us a little bit more. It does. Yeah. We'll definitely have to get into it in another, in the episode where we talk about the music videos. Um, It's too much. So then, we're still, (laughs) it's it's so much. (laughs) Um, So we're still in the part of the timeline with all of these comeback stages, like June's oh, we're almost done though I think I mean there might be <laughs> more yeah. there might be more released but so on June 2nd Fake Love earned its 7th and 8th win its 7th win on NBC's Music Core show again and its 8th win on SBS's Inky Gayo show again <laughs> Um, Again. And I should I should just say that all of these different shows seem to have like the same groups performing at the same time, like all going up against each other. So there was like BTS, Team Top, Winner, Lovelies, Victon, The East Light, Dreamcatcher, Khan, Shiny, AOA, Priston V, and like a ton more other artists like not listed in every article. They would just say there's these people and then some other artists. So hmm. I don't have a way of finding out everybody that was on those shows, but basically against all these other k-pop groups bts was winning with fake love yeah eight fucking times in one week i mean i wonder how this makes the other k-pop groups feel like i almost I know. feel kind of bad because it's like, like you're it's going unfair. up against bts like it's not fair <laughs> it's bts you know what i'm saying like isn't yeah. that terrible like all these groups are really talented and really great like i like listening to k-pop and i watch right. other k-pop videos and like I mean, come on, like, Shiny, and, you right. know... The fact that, I mean, Shiny, is, they're just legends. Uh-huh. So, for, you know, for BTS and Shiny to be going up against each other in, like, a TV show like this, what what my feeling was after researching, like, where these hashtags on Twitter came from, like, Fake Love, Fifth Win, and all that shit, was that I don't feel like these TV shows mean that much. The most that they mean is that we get different videos of them performing Fake Love, Anpanman, and Airplane Part 2 mm-hmm. with different outfits on, yeah. you know? like But, like, as far as these awards go, I feel like they, I mean, they don't really mean that much. They get, like, this little trophy, but it's it doesn't, it's not, you know, them charting, you yeah. know? Yeah, Which they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> This is big news. Big, big news. This is a huge deal. Big, Um, big deal. (laughs) The biggest. So on on June 2nd, this was like the first time that Love Yourself Tear could be on a billboard chart because it was like the first full week that they would be, you know, collecting data on this album. So for the first time that it could chart, BTS's Love Yourself Tear 
charted number one on Billboard Hot 200 albums. Number one album number in the one world. In the world. What? Yeah. I mean, wow. This is not just in the United States. This is in the world. This is big fucking news. Like, this is just, it's like blowing my mind. Like, my heart is racing right now just thinking about it. Like, I've heard this so many times, but like, if you just try to put that in perspective, like, that's a yeah. big freaking deal like they're it's not a like huge fucking they're deal. not like number 10 or even number no. three they're number one number one in the world their whole album the way that billboard compiles this data is they take number of actual physical copy purchases they take like um what is it called like digital purchases digital streams digital downloads all of these different things where people are somehow consuming this album and they're not talking about specific songs they're talking about the album yeah the album yeah that's what billboard compiles and so for them to debut on the billboard hot 200 at number one it was such a big deal that it warranted a speech from the president of south korea (laughs) I'm like, what? I was at home in St. Louis when this happened, and I was, like, talking to my mom. I was like, Mom, the president of South Korea tweeted a speech and a statement about BTS. Do you understand how big of a deal this is? That's a huge deal. A huge deal. So I'm just going to read. This is his from his personal Twitter account. He tweeted out, like, an English translation of his tweet, um, and he said... Congratulations to the seven music-loving boys and their wings, ARMY. The songs, dance, dreams, and enthusiasm of BTS energized and gave strength to young people around the world. I congratulate BTS on topping the Billboard 200 with their album titled Love Yourself Tear. This is the first ever Korean album to claim the top spot and also the first non-English album to do so in 12 years. At the very heart of BTS's outstanding dancing and singing is sincerity. This magical power turns grief into hope and differences into similarity. Each of the seven members sings in a way that is true to himself and the life he wants to live. Their melody and lyrics transcend regional borders, language, culture, and institutions. Bangtan, which literally means bulletproof in Korean, was born out of the will to protect teenagers from prejudice and oppression. The names of each member, Jin, Suga, J-Hope, RM, Jimin, V, and Jungkook, are going to be remembered for a long time. Thank you to BTS for spreading joy across Korea and the world with your great performances. Wow. I It's been a couple days since I've read through that. And I am still, I just am blown away like, that is, I mean, what an incredible honor and recognition to receive and on such a large scale and just the meaning of this, that the president of their country tweeted about them and was giving them this recognition and also understands what they're doing and why they're so important to so many people around the world when he literally said that their magical power turns grief into hope and similarity or and differences into similarities like oh my god yeah it's okay I, and i i hate that i'm going to relate it to the beatles but i am 
because there's there's a similar scenario with the Beatles. They they got acknowledged by the Queen of England. Like they visited Buckingham Palace to receive this really prestigious medal. Mm-hmm. It's called the MBE medal. And I remember watching this in all these documentaries, but it was like right after they released their Sgt. Pepper's album, which ended up being one of their really like revolutionary albums really across the world. Like it was just like, what? This is this is totally different. It was just very um a very pivotal point in terms of like music and like rock and that kind of going that route. Like they went from this like really boy bandy like love me love me do to just Sgt. Peppers and just mm-hmm. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so like they got, I mean, this huge British honor from the Queen at Buckingham Palace. Like, they, the, like, British Empire basically acknowledged the Beatles mm-hmm. as this, like, remarkable point in history for England. And here is the president of South Korea, like, acknowledging BTS. As this remarkable thing that they are representing for Korea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, a huge honor. I just see the parallels. I just see the Me parallels too. so much. Like, I think I, I'm i probably going to get a lot of hate from people saying, like, BTS is not the Beatles, including BTS themselves. Like, I, they're like, we're not the Beatles. But it's like the way that they're impacting the world is in a very similar way. No, I completely agree with you. I think BTS is so humble that they would never say that they were like the Beatles. Yeah. But... I just think in the way that they're impacting the music industry, the culture of the music industry, and the world in general, and young people all over the world, and like not even just through their message and through their music, but also through their UNICEF campaign and everything else that they do to try to improve the lives of young people all over the world, yes, they are so impactful. And yes, I think that they will leave... Uh, a legacy similar to that of the Beatles in in time. Yeah. 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 I just had to bring that up because it's just what I, that's immediately what I think of. Yeah. I mean, I never knew that. I think that's so, so cool. Yeah. I mean, the, (laughs) I mean, and then Paul McCartney ended up getting knighted by the queen. I mean, just like, (laughs) I don't know, very similar kind of, kind of things. Anyway. That kind of recognition. Yeah. Um, so we are going to now, that was basically all of the comeback performances that have happened up until this point to, you know, to my knowledge. Uh, and we're just going to tell you guys our favorite video for each of those performances. So our favorite video from the comeback stages for Fake Love, for Airplane Part 2, and for Unpen Man. And um, we're just going to we have like a whole ton of fangirly notes and shit to say about it. So many fangirl notes. (laughs) So many. We're just going to pick a few favorite like punctual moments. That really is why um, the specific comeback stage is our favorite for this video. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Airplane Part Mm 2. So our favorite performance is actually the. NBC performance. Yeah, which I guess is Music Bank, but we're talking about the first one. Yeah, the very first one. Because they were one. on it twice. Yeah. yeah. So there's many reasons why this is our favorite, but one of the things that I love about it to start is that it starts off with a gold mic. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's not a silver mic. It's not like a typical mic. Like, it's freaking gold. Like, this yeah. is going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. But also another reason why this is one of my favorites, and it's just because of my bias. I can't help it. But Young is wearing a fucking tie around his head. <laughs> like, anytime, we all know, anytime Young is wearing a bandana, a headband, a tie, if it's just around his head, there's something about it that just makes me swoon. <laughs> We've been blessed. Yeah, and he's got like a leather jacket on and a necklace and just, mm-hmm. mm, just his shirt kind of looks like it's a little low. Like, yes. Yeah. The, what I love, I love Jimin. Okay, so like Jungkook starts the song and he's wearing like this oversized robe shirt thing. It's called a duster. So it's kind of like a really big cardigan, except for it doesn't have buttons. It's not sweatery. It's like uh-huh. a loose kind of linen material. But uh, he just like, he looks so daddy and he sits down in a chair. So hello, chair choreography. That's yes, what I love. Yes, we've, is we've chair been missing it. We've been missing yeah. it. Also, Jungkook looks so damn cocky and I love it. I don't know why. Like, he looks so full of himself, but it's like, yeah. you're hot, so. And then Jimin fucking body rolls into center stage to, you know, take over. And I love, this is why I love this performance, because I love his outfit. He's wearing this, like, champagne shirt and just, like, kill me. He's so fucking cute. Oh, yeah. He looks so, so good. Yeah. And then, of course, V comes in with that headband. Just like, ah, the tie. Like, stop it. He just looks so good. And then Jin So, so good. (laughs) And then Jin is wearing this, like, wild west vest amazing yes and he is sharing that microphone with namjoon so i'm sure mm-hmm. all of our namjoon fans are freaking out over this performance. serious namjoon well it was so cute with them like hit namjoon just kind of rocking the microphone back and forth so jen could get in front of it or like jen leaning into it so they're like their shoulders are touching uh-huh. just very cute yeah very cute oh also this performance is amazing because i think it's the only airplane part two performance that zooms in right on rm's oh eye God, as as a fucking transition it's so funny it's so funny how it zooms in on his eye like why because well, you know he has like the first rap verse so it zooms in on his eye at the end of his verse and then pans out to like the stage of them dancing the choreography for uh-huh. the chorus. Which I love this stage because it's just these huge letters that say BTS above yes. the stage and I just yeah. love it. It's so classic. Yeah. Um, oh, Also in this one, Yoongi is wearing a hat and I don't know why. It's like this big ass hat and it is so fucking cute. Oh, it's so, so cute. Like yeah. he looks so good. Yoongi in this era is killing me. Ugh. Like Yoongi's been bias wrecking me. Like he needs to stop it. I don't know where no, it's coming from. He'll never stop. <laughs> I don't know. But I love how when we were watching all of these videos, we're just like, what even is a bias? Like, what is a bias? Why do we even really? have one? Like, they're all... Oh. I, 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 we're we're constantly perpetually being bias wrecked. So yeah. like, do we even? I mean, we do have biases. It's very. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But, but really, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> So, like, during J-Hope's verse, there's, like, a total, like, Yoonmin moment. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. Jimin is fucking sliding backwards on the stage, and Yoongi is glaring at us, and mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> mad about it. Yeah. I also the- love J-Hope's outfit, and, like, J-Hope's part in this song, like, of course, it's from Airplane Part 1, but during this part, like, he's got Jungkook and Young behind him, and mm-hmm. they're doing some intense choreography. Like, it's mm-hmm. super, super cool. And also, J-Hope 
Philip has this like little headband across his forehead, like very. Oh my god, boho. I love it! Yes, yeah, so cute. He looks so good. Yeah, damn it. They're like, <laughs> they're like very, they're like name brand boho. That's yeah. their style in this, like linen pants, loose, like I'm on a beach kind of clothing. Like I'm in the tropics, so I'm comfortable with my loose fitting clothing. But also, they're like really fucking stylish. Yes, yes. Yeah. So then once they go back into the main choreography, we get some serious Tay Cook feels. They low hot they like low five each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. And of course the audience just flips out. Of course. Yes. Yes. Um, the other thing that I just want to mention about the airplane part two choreography before we move on is the fucking dance from the Golden Closet film. Everything means something. Like anything, Everything means something. Anything they do in any tweet, in any V Live, like it means something. It's going to reappear. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm talking about in the Golden Closet film when Jimin starts, you know, just he has his hands up by his chest and he's just kind of moving his elbows and his shoulders. And we mentioned that one and we were like, it's so crazy how quickly Taeyong picks up on it. Picked mm-hmm. up on it. Oh, well fucking duh because it's their choreography for yeah. their next era they've like, done it before I'm they've so done it upset. hundreds of times <laughs> like goodness uh, yes so anyways we love that performance the NBC the yeah. first performance for Airplane Part 2 oh I gotta say one last thing I love, oh, yeah. love 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 my favorite dance move of the whole thing is actually at the end where they're bent over and their arms are out in front and they're like leaning side to side and they're like mm. flicking their wrist mm-hmm. oh my gosh like it looks so so good yes. and you said it gives you some like fire vibes oh my god it totally does yeah. because it's just like it's like like fire without the feet and without moving really fast. Oh, I just love it. Like it's it, like though. chill. I love it too. Uh, yes. Okay, so for Ampan Man, our favorite performance is the first one, the Mnet performance. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, I feel the Mnet, if you're going to only watch one comeback stage, watch the first official Mnet ones. Yeah, they are so, so, so good. Yeah, this was their first comeback stage. This yeah. was their first time really performing Airplane Part 2 and Ampan Man. Mm-hmm. And so this... This performance, oh my gosh, it is everything and more from what I expected it to be. It's such a fun song. So at the very beginning, I love what V is wearing. V's got like that blue with like neon green uh, lettering on on mm-hmm. his hoodie. And he's got like this leather backwards, like, is it a beret? Like, I think it might be a beret. Man, I thought it was just like a backwards hat. It's I think just it so might tight on his head. Is it I don't know. Maybe he's just super tired of that. But he is so cute. Like, he was ready to perform this. Yeah. And what's even cuter is that I didn't find this out until later on that Jungkook is actually behind him, like, shaking his hoodie to make yeah, it look like Yeah, I thought like it was wind. a fan. Yeah, I thought they, like, put these fans inside his hoodie to make it, like, shake. But it's actually Jungkook shaking his, his hoodie so it looks like the wind is going through it. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have in our notes that Taeyang... He's doing a Superman pose and a pleather beret. Oh, it's so, a yes. pleather beret, yeah. <laughs> a pleather, it's a, like a black pleather beret. It's yes. amazing. Yes. He's um, so cute and so adorable. Like, Yeah. Ugh. So is Jimin. Jimin is so fucking cute and enticing and melts my heart every time. And okay, this- yes. Anytime the camera focuses on Jimin, he looks so damn cute. Like, yeah. he looks like his cheeks like, look stop. extra <laughs> squishy. <laughs> so cute. Ooh, he's so smiley, uh, too. Like, his... And, uh, 
his face it just lights up he's just like oh me you're looking at me like oh stop being so cute he's so damn cute <laughs> but like at the same time Young is looking like a little puppy just like so fucking lovable yes. and dorky and cute like I mean we talked about when we heard this song that you were like Young is going to have such a fun time performing this song yeah and they and all I feel do like they all did but like, like the goofy songs like Young just lives it up mm-hmm. and he starts it off so he's like waiting for, for you on oh, oh I love so it so great so great okay also we need to talk about J-Hope's outfit in this like I don't Fuck. have it in the notes but J-Hope's outfit is so great like he's got fucking kind overalls of, the overalls and then he's got like a camo orange shirt on underneath yes. but he's also got a headband and his hair is super curly like he is so hyped throughout this whole song like yeah. J-Hope is the energy on the stage mm-hmm. uh, he I mean just, they're like, all having a good time but it. J-Hope is like bouncing all over the place mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I love it I mean I think it, I mean J-Hope is the ultimate hype man and he just brings such an energy <laughs> to this song he does yeah <sighs> And then I just read the next note. Literally, when Kayla and I watched this together, I was like, okay, but who just slid across the floor? Like someone just like slid across the floor. And I was like, was that Jimin? And of course, of course it was fucking Jimin. Like he just just slides across the floor. Like, oh my goodness. Of course you did. I would just want to say that Park Jimin is a Busan prince and he keeps flashing his cute smile and his little surprised looking face the entire time. Like I said, it's just so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, this is a, the performance where Yoongi is wearing that silver bomber jacket. Oh my gosh. Holy Yoongi shit. threw me off with this. Like, you can hear his like pure track come through because his yes. actual track is like really auto-tuned. Auto-tuned. So you can really hear Yoongi and like, damn, damn. his voice is so deep. Yes. Like, holy crap. Yes. And also, I just want to mention his choreography when he is rapping. <laughs> it's, it's so, so cute. cute. It's so cute. Okay, so, like, he's in the front, and all the other members are in, like, a semicircle behind him. And as he's rapping, he just kind of turns around and, like, punches his little fists out at all of mm-hmm. them as he's turning around. It's so fucking cute. It's so cute. <laughs> and then he runs over to Jin, and then it's, like, as he pushes past Jin, it's, like, Jin, like spins out of control and then Jen does the waiting for you um, and Jen looks so fine oh my god so Jen's got like those orange pants on and a black shirt and then he's got a headband in his hair these boys need to stop wearing headbands okay it's a yes for me it's a total (laughs) yes for me also in this video we get a lot of glaring and pouting Yoongi oh yeah like He'll just glare at you out of nowhere. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Why are you doing this? Stop. (laughs) Also, I would just want to say that live, Jimin's little keep ballin' ballin' still bang ten. Like, it's so cute. It's so so fucking cute. cute. It's like bang ten. It's so high-pitched. And Jungkook's is a little high-pitched. And I love how Young also sings that part. And it's like bang ten. Like, it's just whatever. (laughs) But like, Jimin's like bang ten. It's so high-pitched and cute. So so, cute. So cute. Um, also, Jungkook looks really, really cute in this. Like, his hair is, like, super curly, and he's got this fanny pack on that is just so, oh my God, so I love cute. It. But, I mean, we we get to see, like, really sexy Jungkook a lot during this era, mm-hmm. and to see him in Anpa Man, like, he is still the cute little bunny that he is. Like, mm-hmm. he looks so adorable in this. 
Yeah, but while Jungkook is being a little bunny, Namjoon is being a total fucking daddy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He has a bandana around his neck, and he's wearing an orange jumpsuit. Like, I don't Like, almost like a sanitation worker might uh-huh. be wearing. Like, in this, what makes this comeback stage cool is that they're all kind of supposed to be wearing outfits of like common people who work just like regular jobs like what all of us would do so like in really any industry that isn't like a fortune 500 company um so he's wearing like this orange jumpsuit and his fucking thighs you know i'm a thighs person that is my kink and Uh i don't even get to see any of the muscles but i cannot like he is bias wrecking me so much because they look huge yeah like he looks big like he's working out oh oh yeah oh yeah i also love the part where j-hope comes up to the front and he says i'm a new generation on man and he's got his like knees bent and his legs are spread far apart and then he's like wiggling his knees in and out with his arms out to the side like an airplane Mm -hmm. and he's like leaning side to side like that is j-hope's move in this in this song like he owns that move like no one could do that like he does that no you can tell he loves it you can tell i just love j-hope so much me too (laughs) Oh, J-Hope! Why are they all so amazing? Why are they so amazing? Oh, goodness. Really, I feel like we're having all these feels because this song and this performance is just so them. It really is. Like, they're just spontan. Like, this is is just so great to see them, like, just let loose. Yes. Um, Also, at the bridge, when Jungkook, like, I love this bridge. Jungkook sounds so good. But then you've got Yoongi and Jin in the back. Like, they need credit. They are slaying the Holy background shit, they dancing. are. When like, have slaying. you seen Yoongi and Jin be in the background dancers? Yeah. When have and you seen it? Before never. now. Never. But never. it's so amazing because, honestly, Jin looks amazing. Like, Jin so is fluid. doing such a good job. I yeah. mean, I would have never thought that he would have been considered, like, a bad dancer. But he's got such long legs, so it, mm-hmm. like, looks even cooler because they do this kind of, like, hopping side to side and man, mm-hmm. Jin owns that move. Like, oh yeah, he's not even in the front, but you look right at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, they're all so cute during this performance. Yeah. They're totally in their element. They're owning it and it's just so, so fun to watch. Yeah. Which just, I think that's what makes it, like, our favorite yeah. one. They're just yeah. so cute. You can't not love this performance. Mm-hmm. And the song. <laughs> so, obviously, the last comeback stage performance is Fake Love. So, we already kind of talked about, like, our reaction to Fake Love choreography with their um, Billboard music BBMAs yeah, mm-hmm. performance. But the Mnet performance for Fake Love is our favorite, mainly because of the set and the ending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like we've seen the fake love performance a lot. Yeah. Um, so, and by we're going to talk about the music video in another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this set is like, it's spooky, it's haunting, it's like a mm-hmm. haunted house, really. Um, yeah. It's a really, really cool set. This is the first time we get to see them in like those hoods. Mm-hmm. Um, which happens at the end. And so I think everyone's just really confused by it. And then like we s- what is happening? Yeah. And then they end up releasing the extended music video later on. And it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what really what it's what threw people off. Yeah. Also, Young is wearing a lip ring. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, this was I think. 
I mentioned the extended music video earlier with the rock cover, um, but we didn't get that until after this performance. So at the end of this performance, when we get to see their masks and like all of them put their hood up, we were, I mean, I was, we were both, we saw this together. We were like, what the fuck? What, what the is hell going is on? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that that's that. I mean, we're gonna get way more into fake love when we actually do an episode on it. Yeah. Um. But the Mnet performance is we think the best one just because of the the set and the ending. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're kind of wrapping up this timeline, kind of wrapping up this episode. But I just want to say a few other things that happened since then. So this is kind of out of order at this point, but. Fake Love, the original music video, exceeded 1 billion views on YouTube Mm -hmm. by the 27th of May. Um, On that same day, the dance practice was also posted. So we got to see that full dance practice choreography. And there's already a ton of like things you didn't notice videos on YouTube for that. Namjoon's legs. (laughs) Namjoon's fucking legs during that dance practice. I am forever bias wrecked. Um... (laughs) And then the other thing that happened very recently is that Fake Love, the song, debuted at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, which is just as big as a fucking deal as their album being number one in the world. Like, that they had a single debut at number 10 is insane. And my mom texted me earlier and she was like, I heard BTS on the radio yesterday and then today I saw them on in an interview on TV. Uh-huh. I love getting messages from friends and family like, hey, I saw BTS here. Oh, I heard BTS on the radio. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Like, like, this is what I'm trying to push onto all of you. Like, they're a big fucking deal. Yeah, I'm not not obsessed and having a podcast about them for no reason. Like, they... (laughs) They're a big fucking deal. I just need everyone to know it. Yes. Yeah. So the other thing that happened to kind of wrap up comeback, RM always does this. He did his solo V live where he takes about an hour to talk about the album. Um, He did address the mysterious 12th track thing because he tweeted uh, this thing on Twitter at one point that said track five out of 12 for Love Yourself Tear, but Love Yourself Tear only has 11 tracks. So everybody was like, what the fuck? What's the 12th track? Yeah, where's the hidden track? Yeah, we thought it was a hidden track. He actually said in the V Live that it was a collaboration with another artist, but there was like scheduling issues while they were producing it. So it couldn't be finished in time. So he was like, we'll probably put it out later. Yeah. But if you have not watched his V Live, go do it. It will just give you so much insight on the album. I I think that... We understood a lot of the album's intentions on our own, and that comes through in our review episode. But obviously, RM being in the thick of it with writing lyrics and producing and working Mm -hmm. with all these other people on it, he had a lot of deeper takes and alternative perspectives and just like nuggets of information that there's no way of knowing unless you watch it. Exactly, yeah. So that's something... Definitely watch it. Yeah, for sure. That's something that he does with every comeback. So it's kind of still a part of comeback because we expect it. Yeah. And there's cute appearances from other members, too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always fun to look forward to. For sure. Um, so that's basically our comeback timeline up to this point. 
I feel like personally, based off of history, Comeback Still isn't over. We still have things that we're expecting to be released that haven't yet been announced or released. Like, we're still waiting on the video where BTS watches the fake love music video together for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like We they, know that they'll do that. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. And then we're still, we're possibly waiting for another music video. Um, Hitman Bang and like Jin had that interaction on Twitter where uh, he said that he stayed in Korea during the BBMAs to edit another music video. So potentially that could have been the Fake Love extended version. But because last era we had the intro, the hit track music video, and then mic drop, we're kind of thinking that maybe Airplane Part 2 or maybe Magic Shop or something will maybe get a video for one of those. Yeah. I I don't really know what it's going to be. I really, in my gut, was like, okay, Airplane Part 2, no question. Like, that's clearly going to be the song that's going to get a music video just based on, like, Love Yourself, Her, mm-hmm. and what we kind of witnessed for our first comeback. But you never know. It's yeah. big hit. We, don't, <laughs> we know nothing until they tell us, so. Yeah. Anyways, that is pretty much the comeback timeline up to this point. Hopefully that helped you kind of mentally organize and figure out all that happened because it was a lot over the past couple months. Just, I mean, if you got off Twitter for an hour, it's not even been the past something. couple months. Like, really, just since like April, I guess. Oh my God. I guess, yeah. It's literally been a month and a half or something. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been super super busy in the BTS world. It's been hard for us to try to keep track mm-hmm. and keep up and like try to get you guys all the episodes and things that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully this kind of sums up a lot of what we've. Yeah missed over the past month yeah Yeah. and with how overwhelmed we have felt i really hope that bts is resting well and eating well and taking care of themselves because if this is how much like if we're overwhelmed with all of this imagine how hard they're working right now for this Mm -hmm. comeback so thanks bts (laughs) thank you bts and thank you guys for listening and for being with us here this week. Um, we have our bonus 100 review episode, 100 iTunes review episode for Tay Cook coming out tomorrow. It's so going to be really, really good, guys. Like, it's going to be so fucking listen good. To it. Like, we recorded it and it's so, so good. <laughs> yeah. So if you have not and uh, you would like to, we would love if you would go over to iTunes and do another review for us uh, or review us for the first time, whatever. That's that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> do it again, but don't let me. No, you can't do it again. Don't cheat. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, if you liked this episode and you like other episodes, you can review us on iTunes. You can email us at standingbtspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us and talk to us, interact with us on Twitter at standingbtspod. You can like our Facebook page, Standing BTS. BTS, and you can follow our pre-existing fangirl Instagram account at Sugarfree Cookie Jams, and you can find links for all of that in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening, and thanks for standing BTS.